This is the St. Long Ginas' Baptism Podcast Channel. This is Random Thoughts number 14. If you don't believe in God, you'll believe in anything. Now, I wish I could take credit for that pithy tagline, but in honesty, and giving credit where credit is due, that was actually a, uh, a line from uh, C.K. Chesterton, a English Catholic apologist from the early 20th century. Now, he also had another, well, one of, I, I suspect the reason why C.K. Chesterton is popular amongst the neo-trad LARPers instead of Acontis is that he had short, pithy sayings that in his era didn't really need any explanation, but given present society and culture today, um, people's critical thinking skills have been degraded very badly. But he had another saying that said that the Catholic idea has not been tried and found wanting. It has never been tried, or I'm sorry, it has been found difficult and left untried. Um, I believe I used this quote in another episode, but if I haven't, now's as good a time as any to introduce it. Now beware of the neo-traditionalist uh, Catholic LARPers and the Protestant Christian LARPers because what they like to do is, is they, being the good little vandals and barbarians that they are, they like to monkey with the word Catholic. They replace the word Catholic with the word Christian. Now, I do realize to my neo-trad LARPing Catholics and some set of accountants that uh, Catholic writers prior to Vatican II did refer to the Catholic uh, Catholics as Christian. I, I do understand that. However, the original quote was Catholic. Because when I was in the Vatican II sect, um, I read my G.K. Chesterton. The original quote was Catholic. You little barbarians, you little vandals who are substituting the word Christian for Eucanism's sake can go pound sand, go get stuffed. And just a quick aside on the whole using the word Christian for Catholic... You have to understand, well, to me, this is just me, little old ignoramus me, this is just my opinion, but this, the, 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 the pre-Vatican II Catholics who used the term Christian, it was a mistake on two levels. Number one, it was a mistake in the sense that you had Protestants at that time referring to themselves as Catholics. So it muddies the waters as, the, as to the true definition of the meaning 
of the real term Christian. As a matter of fact, that is why St. Augustine in his writings used the word Catholic. Because the heretics of his time, just like in our time, and every time in between, used the word Christian to muddy the waters. Anyhow, but the second reason was when they wrote the term Christian, you know, prior to Vatican II, they could not conceive of a day where the magisterium, you know, the, the magisterium would be taken over by a bunch of Masonic neo-Catholics who were going to corrupt and pollute the terms Christian and um, Catholic. So that is why um, I think that that's a mistake. You take it for what it's worth. Oh, the guy's a high school graduate. He's a moron. He's an idiot. Okay, fine. You know, and to the uninitiated, um, I'm I'm not here for 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 likes and clicks. I say what the Lord Jesus puts in me, and let the chips fall where they may. So, um, like anything else, take this for what it's worth. So. When she, when she, la, <laughs> G.K. Chesterton said, if you will, don't believe in God, you'll believe in anything. This is, it's a pissy saying. And maybe it's just the autist in me coming out, but it actually has layers of meaning. One of the layers of meaning that it has is if you don't believe in God, human beings, and I've said this in other episodes, human beings are hardwired by God to worship something. I mean, if you don't believe me, look at the people who unironically consider themselves Satanists. Now, our culture has not been degraded to such a horrible degree that Satan, amongst the general population, is viewed as the good guy in, the in God's history. You know, he is, um, for the most part, considered the epitome of all evil. So, but you have people, unironically, calling themselves um, Satanists. Environmentalism. The heretical idea that human beings as a created, uh, a created entity by God are capable of destroying his earth. You Protestants out there, read the book of Revelation. The earth gets destroyed by God, not by man. Just thought I'd throw that out there for my uh, Protestant friends. Um, animal rights. The 
erroneous idea that man is no different. It may even be heretical. But take your pick. It's either erroneous or it's heretical. But the idea that um, God did not make man. He evolved from a little aniba into a chimp. And that at, at our basis, we are just uh, animals. We're basically animals. Now, I had a friend who was going to college at the time, and he was talking about this concept, you know, how basically evolution and we're all animals, and, uh, and you know, we should, we should hold animals, treat animals like we would treat a human being. And by the way, people, think about this. Just use your gray matter. How can you be a surprised... At the concept of man's total inhuman brutality toward his fellow human beings when it is literally a societal current that we treat animals, that we should have more respect for animals than our human beings. And no, I'm not making this up. I've known people in my life that say, oh, I love a human being more than a... Uh, I'm sorry, I love an animal more than a human being because animals don't know what they're doing. On the surface, it sounds like a cynical witticism, but if you think about it deeper, it's, it's depraved and... Uh, on so many levels. Anyhow, when my friend stated that, oh, well, you know, animals, human beings are just animals, you know, we, we should love animals like we do human beings. I said this to him. I said, well, when a monkey can build a nuke and when a dolphin can do uh, Shakespeare and when a giraffe can do the philosophy of Aristotle and Plato, then I will put animals on the same plane with human beings. And what he told me was, well, that's speciesism. <laughs> no, that's common sense. Now, am I suggesting we should mistreat animals and beat them? No, absolutely not. Because an animal is innocent in the sense that as human beings, as a higher creation, we, just like God takes care of us, we should take care of the animals. And by the way, I have no empathy whatsoever to scumbags who mistreat animals and torture them and mutilate them. But because I'm trying to be pious and devout, um, God doesn't need me to take vengeance. He will do the avenging. But I have no sympathy for that type of person. So, okay, so we have that. Then we have the people that they've got to have the latest stuff. Got to have the latest car. Got to have the latest trendy clothing. Um, got to know the right people in their town or city. You know, they got to be in the in crowd. 
you know, that's, that's also, you know, like I said, if you don't, if you don't truly, truly believe in God, you're going to worship something, a political cause, a hobby, movies, video games, comics, music, you're going to worship something. Now, when I say the word worship, what I'm referring to is, is um, giving, giving, in the case of God, it's giving deserved uh, reverence and devotion to who it truly belongs to. In the case of created uh, creatures, uh, things, and ideas, that's idolatry because it is undeserved. All, all, the, all the devotion and reverence should be directed at God, not to created things. So, and I mean, you look at some of the belief systems that people have in aliens. And UFOs in Bigfoot. And I mean, the, re the ridiculous causes and political things that they believe in. That on, on the face of it, you don't even have to be a pious and devout Catholic to see that this, this kind of crap goes against common sense. Two plus two equals five. Oh. Um, there is no such thing as gender. It's, it, it's a human construct. There's no difference between the sexes. Um, you know, dismissing um, hereditary biology as a factor in human beings. All this garbage, it, this goes against common sense. But as I never get tired of saying, common sense isn't so common, and the powers that be actively discourage common sense. They call it the metaphysics of idiots because they're the 300 IQ takers in the room. Smartest guy in the room. Um, and basically... Like I said, we're meant to worship something. Now let's just say, well, that's not me. I'm not an environmentalist. I'm not a, uh, I'm, I'm not uh, putting animals on the same planes as human beings. Okay, but let's just say you're secu uh, atheist or secular. You're going to worship your wife. You're going to worship your kids. You're going to worship your your immediate family. Now, as a, for my thoughts on that, I have done previous episodes. But the short answer is, I'm not saying that you need to hate your wife and kids or your family. However, however, if they are a stumbling block to you, having the proper relationship to God, and yes, I know, atheists, agnostics don't believe that, but 
if you're a Christian, if they're keeping you from doing that, you're supposed, you know, there was a reason that Jesus said in the book of St. Matthew, I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Anybody who does not um, renounce family, mother, father, brother, sister, wife, kids, for my sake, cannot call themselves my true disciples. For you Protestants out there, read your, your book of, uh, well, in the Protestant Bible, it's Matthew. Never mind the fact that your Bible has only been around since the 1500s. Our Bible has been around since, um, I want to say, shortly after Jesus was assumed into heaven. But anyway, this isn't to bag on Protestants. And I have three episodes devoted entirely to the, to the heirs of Protestantism. But if you're atheist or agnostic, um, and, and oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, Mother Mary. Let me talk about the concept of evangelical atheists. Once again, I wish, I wish I had come up with this piffy and succinct uh, expression. But it was, not, it was a YouTuber, and I'm not sure if it was Sargon of Akkad or Jonathan Pagnow who came up with it. But the expression evangelical atheist generally refers to a, a very zealous atheist, generally from the two last generations, millennial and zoomer, who, who they literally evangelicalize atheism. And because critical thinking skills are in short supply these days, they don't realize the cognitive dissidence of their own actions. If you don't believe in God, why are you trying to convert people to atheism? If they, you know, if personally me, if I were an atheist, instead of spending my time going on the Twitter or Facebook or, or I'm sorry, Boomer Book or um, Telegram trying to convert people to atheism, I would be living it up to my fullest because once I die, I'm worm food. I am literal and utter worm food. Now, that may be the, uh, the hedonist in me, but I, me personally, I can only speak for myself, I wouldn't be trying to evangelize people. Because once you die, that's it. You're done. No judgment, no, uh, no judgment, no heaven, no hell. So, um, but these guys, and by the way, I use the term more obnoxious than Gilbert Godfrey or a Mormon missionary or a, for that matter or a uh, Jehovah's Witness missionary or if you want to get really harsh more obnoxious than a fundamentalist 
Protestant missionary telling you you're going to hell because you don't worship the Bible. Take your pick. These people, um, as a general rule, I try to avoid them. You know, um, and I try to counsel young Sedvacantis not to argue with these people. Don't get into aut There are better uses of your time. The last time I did that, the Sedvacantis in person got, uh, I, I'm sorry, the Sedvacantis in question got mad at me, feeling it wasn't my place to give her any advice. So, you, you take that for what it's worth. Okay? But there, there, there's a second level to the aphorism that if you don't believe in God, you'll believe in anything. And that aphorism, a second layer of that aphorism is, is that if you don't believe in God, you're going to have a very materialistic outlook. Okay? And what I mean by a very materialistic outlook, I kind of described it in the first, the first layer, but on the second level, you're not going to be able to see things from a spiritual level. You just aren't. Because your mind is going to be focused on this, the things of this world. Your job, your family, your friends, your clothes, your uh, food, your latest gadgets, your sports ball team, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. And if you're the hedonistic type, going to bars and getting, you know, having as many sexual partners as you can. You're, you're, you're going to be focused in on that stuff. Um, for for uh, those, uh, for people who consider themselves Christian, who have this outlook, I strongly suggest reading St. Matthew chapters 5 through 7, the Sermon on the Mount. I'm going to pound this particular hobby horse until it's so dead, it's literal mincemeat. I just suggest read that because that's supposed to be the basis. Your, your absolute bottom line as, as a follower of Jesus Christ. But yes, if you have a materialistic outlook. And by the way, um, I'm going to beat this particular hobby horse to death. Sedvacantists who should know better, there's a certain segment of them who are materialists at heart. And they're worried about the materialist, the materialistic world and the things of it. I humbly beg and beseech you, please, I... This is just my theory, so you take it for what it's worth. I suspect that they don't have a strong spiritual life. 
That is why I pound in this podcast the spiritual life. Because if you only have a materialistic outlook, you're not going to... The, the best way I can put it is, under the material world, you have spiritual principles and laws operating under, uh, below the surface. And so if you're under, if you're unable to see the spiritual principles and laws that animate the, the material world, you're an heir. It's the, it's the most charitable way I can put it. You're an heir. And please, please, don't dismiss this. You do it at your own peril. The third level or layer of this aphorism is that if you do not believe in God. Now, remember what I said at the very beginning of this episode. He was a true Catholic. So, we go back to the nature of God. God does not go in your box. You go in His. He's, he doesn't operate under your operating assumptions or beliefs. You operate under His laws. And He's not your magic prayer answering genie. He is not your servant. You're supposed to be His. Therefore, there can only be one path to heaven. Not 40,000 different paths. Um, and if you want to include the Eastern Orthodox and the Vatican II sect, 40,002 paths to heaven. There's only one path to heaven. His path to heaven. And there is a reason for you Orthodox guys out there that when you broke away from the Catholic Church, the Pope called, uh, declared you schismatic. For you Protestants out there, when you broke away from the Catholic Church, there is a reason that the Pope of that time called your theology a heresy and the people that followed that religion a heresy. And basically, um, the quick version of a schismatic, they hold some elements of truth, but reject core elements are in our uh, in schism with the true Catholic Church. A heretic rejects all the teachings of the Catholic Church, the one true church, and is a heretic because ipso facto, if you reject the one true church, you are rejecting Jesus Christ himself. That is why in the Bible, Jesus said, by your fruits you will know them. If you consider yourself a Christian and you're denying that the mother Mary did not play a part in her son's salvific mesh, uh, uh, mission and that she does not have a part to play in his plan, to make it simple for you, 
You're disrespecting the mother of Jesus Christ. And to put it on a more personal level, if I were to walk up to you and you absolutely love your mother above all else, and I tell you, yeah, your mom's kind of a sleazy tramp and an alcoholic and a drug user. Now, if you were to pound me in the mulch, that would be a very natural reaction to a disrespect to your mother. Okay? Now, you know, I, I don't know what your spiritual state is, but in my mind, if you're disrespecting the mother of God, um, I, I can't imagine you have much respect for Jesus Christ because she was his mother. And for... Uh, just as a matter of general principle, when I was a Protestant, and to make things clear, I've been a Protestant and I've been Vatican II sect. To make things clear, when I was a Protestant, I thought the Catholic Church was an error, but it never even occurred to me to disrespect Mother Mary. You know, I might have thought that the Catholic Church overemphasized her role but it never occurred to me to disrespect her in any way, shape, or form. You got to understand, this was my natural understanding just on the level that she gave birth to Jesus. And if you don't disrespect anybody's mother on the natural level, why would you disrespect Jesus Christ's mother on a natural level? Just a thought. Okay, so, um, oh, okay, to finish up the, the, the third, the third layer, you have to worship God in spirit and in truth, and you have to absolutely submit yourself to his will, to his will. Now, because we're all moderns and we've been trained this way, we tend to want to put him in our boxes. We tend to want to uh, um, worship our conception of what we think he is, not actually how he is himself. And when, when you take for yourself the authority to write your own faith, to write your own doctrine, to write your own belief system, and on a basic note, to write your own theology and Bible, you are an idolater against Jesus Christ because you're not worshiping, worshiping Jesus Christ as A, he deserves to be worshiped, and B, obe giving your total and complete obedience to Him. You're through the back door, whether you're conscious of it or not, you're worshiping yourself. You're making an idol out of yourself. Now, by the way, I'm not, I'm not disincluding myself 
from everything I'm talking about in this episode. I've either been guilty of it in the past or I'm guilty of it in the future, uh, present. I'm working on these things. But when you... When you disregard his will and your obedience to his will, what, you know, oh, that's the part I was going to get to. When you do this, the, the human soul, and if for my Protestant friends out there, you would understand this if you'd been had the true Catholic teaching, that even um, even when you think that you're being pious and devout, that your soul still has the stains of original sin. Now, in the true Catholic Church, we call this the flesh. And basically, the flesh is the part of you that makes you want to do your own thing. Not God's will, but your own thing. So... It's the part of you that fools you into thinking, oh man, you're, you're pious and devout, buddy. You're pious and devout. When actuality, in actuality, you're being disobedient and willful against him. But, um, you know, um, once again, you you know, I I pray that the Holy Ghost works through me. But at the end of the day, despite what Luther and Calvin might have wrote about predestination, you have the ability to either decide to um to submit yourself to God or reject it and continuing on your own path. And one last thing before I close this out. When Jesus talked about the final judgment, he said, separated from the sheep and the goats. And Protestants, well, I'm not going to be presumptuous. What he meant by that is, sheep, by their very nature, are docile and obedient to their shepherds. They are very docile and obedient to their shepherds. Goats, on the other hand, are they, they do what they want to do. They follow their own will. They follow their own conception. And it is next to impossible to shepherd a goat. And Jesus was using those naturalistic um, parable to explain the kingdom of God. The sheep are the people who hear His word and do His will and are perfectly obedient. The goats are the ones who say, whether knowingly or unknowingly, no, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. So anyway, guys, that's the end of this random thought. I appreciate you giving me the time. I really do. And I am making uh, an attempt to try to be a little more brief and um, to the point in my episodes. I hope it's working. But if you spent time with me, 
Words cannot express how grateful I am because time is our most precious commodity. And if you're giving me my time, even if you think I'm full of crap, I appreciate it. I'm praying for everybody, everybody, period. But in particular, the people in my life who are in my life, either directly or indirectly. And I would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. Now, a lot of people think I'm just blowing smoke or whatever. I, If you listen to the podcast introduction, I'm not in the habit of saying things I don't believe. Okay? So, you'll never hear me say, uh, Mr. Bergoglio is a true pope. Joe Biden is in his right mind and is the proper president. You're not going to hear me say things like that. I'm not in the habit of saying things I don't believe. But thank you for your time. God bless and keep you. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Bye-bye.